turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday night. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday night, but you know what, my peeps, my friends, my buddies, my patriots out there, you Andrea K. Show listeners and friends and family of mine out there on, on Facebook, today is not just any Friday. It is an incredibly special day. And 19 years later, it hits me as hard today as it did 19 years ago. And it's It's so incredibly disturbing to me and has been, and I've been talking about it for years, of how sick and tired I am of hashtag never forget when it is so clear when you look at our country today, how far we have, how much we have forgotten. I'm not even hearing the words today from anybody. I'm looking up on my monitors and I'm I'm seeing one outlet talking about 9-11 right now and it's not Fox News. We've we've gone so far in forgetting and, and I'm not and I'm not I have not heard anybody today, not one outlet mention what was behind this terrorist attack. So we're going to talk about it tonight. And if you all are bored with hearing about it already, I know you're not because I know you you Andrea K show listeners out there. You understand that the threat is still real. It hasn't gone away. Even though President Trump has done extraordinary things as a president by taking out ISIS and peace deals that he's done and how he's taken it seriously with his travel bans and beyond. He's done everything that he could to try to keep us safe, understanding the threat that we face. But that threat is still very real. And so on this anniversary today, I know that you guys are going to love my first guest, which will be coming up after the first break. And that's none other than the one and only Brigitte Gabriel of Act for America will be here to talk about how much we've forgotten and the unity that we had as a country and what we were unified around as a nation at that point versus what we're being asked to unify around today. Um, Then later on in the show, it's not a Friday without my buddy Bob Walters, who will be here with his, his education segment. And you know how the left has been trying to to partner with the Islamist in in allowing them to indoctrinate our kids with Islamic indoctrination. He will be here with his education segment. And later on, we'll have here of the week and stink of the week and try to wrap it up a little fun day, that we, something we can talk about for fun as we go into the weekend. 888-344-1170. Anything that you want to share? I know I've got Brigitte coming up and Bob Walters, but we will put you on the phone because I do this show for you guys. So, you know, you don't need to hear me dribble on and on and on about 9-11. If there's something on your mind and your heart that you want to say about this anniversary tonight, then please give us a call. 888-344-1170 and tell us what's on your mind. We're streaming live right now. On Facebook, on the Answer San Diego page, as well as our private little group, Kaniacs, K-A-Y-E, 
N-I-A-C-S. Follow me on Twitter. And I'm here with my man, the one and only DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, no crazy liner tonight. Yeah. It's actually, I'm I'm very usually somber on this day. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we celebrate Thanksgiving and Easter and Christmas and every 9-11, I really take a moment and I sit back and I reflect on the that horrific day I share yeah. these videos with uh, all these horrible images with, with my kids and really trying to remember what we experienced so many years ago. It's hard to believe that it, it's been so many years mm-hmm. and to not lose sight of what we're still fighting today. Just yes. because it's not mentioned in the mainstream media does not mean it does not exist because it does exist and we need to keep fighting the fight. Absolutely exists. I'm glad you talked about that. I'm glad you've shared videos with your kids. I always share every year on 9-11, I share what I think to be the most important moving picture and that is of the those that were forced to jump. And that, I think I saw that on uh, your Instagram. Yeah, I, I, I have to do that because, and I said at the time, it was it was only a matter of there's been so much immediately the efforts were to try to scrub the truth about what 9-11 was about, about who flew those planes into the Twin Towers, into the Pentagon, into a ground in Shanksville and why. Who were they and why? From the very moment it happened, the left was coordinating and working. And, and George W. Bush, I did not quote him today like many people did because he allowed himself to be used to prop up, oh, Islam is a religion of peace, to try to deny who was actually behind it. To to try to make it be about just one particular group of people versus an ideology. And he did much to pave the way for how little we remember about what happened 19 years ago and why. And scrubbing history is a real issue that we have in this country. There's a reason why the left wants to scrub history. They want to rewrite it. They want to tell you that America is the, is the force for evil in the world. They want you to be dumb. I remember Dr. Gorka. I had him on my show years ago before anybody was booking him. And I remember him saying the term lone wolf is a term to make you stupid because after after these twin tower attacks then it became about lone wolf attacks remember when a woman was decapitated on a job site in oklahoma we have the the war on terror has not ended it's just taken different fronts okay now they can't fly planes into the twin towers so they cut a head off of a woman in, a, in oklahoma or they shoot up a nightclub in orlando and or they or they shoot up a christmas party in san bernardino and one of the things that happened from the jump, George W. Bush, a kind-hearted Christian man, never identified from the very beginning exactly who it was and why they took down those twin towers. The biggest he, mistake he could have made. Biggest mistake, because he and he didn't take it seriously. He started the push for um, you know a- apologizing for Islam. He was the one who ramped up the refugee program and bringing Islamists here. He's the reason why, within just a couple of years, you didn't see any videos of it. He started the dumbing down of America and the and the the cause of amnesia in this country as to what was going on. He paved the way for the fact that that it wasn't long after 9/11 before it became all about every time there's a terrorist attack we got to think about and even today it became every time there's a terrorist attack it's immediately the left is we got to warn against islamophobia. We got to think about the impact on Muslims. No, we need to be thinking about the dead Americans as bodies lay bleeding out at Pulse nightclub in in, in Orlando. We had who with the micro Phones, the Council for American Islamic Relations at the microphone warning against Islamophobia. As Americans lay bleeding in San Bernardino, we had the Attorney General for Barack Obama coming out and warning it was see something, say something. And the warning was see something, say something, unless it's against a Muslim. Otherwise, you're going to be in some hot water and charged with a hate crime. 
We have, it, you cannot say never forget and think it's okay that Ilhan Omar, who actually fundraises for an Islamic terrorist front group like CARE, you can't, you can't say hashtag never forget and think it's okay that she's in Congress. And we clearly have forgotten about the threat that what happened on 9-11 when we have a, a, a terrorist sympathizing congresswoman who fundraises for a terrorist organization sitting on the intelligence committee in Congress. We still to this day do not have the Muslim Brotherhood whose manifesto states that their goal is to replace the Constitution with the Quran. We still can't get them labeled as a terrorist organization. We and, and George W. Bush, one of the biggest mistakes that he made was, and I said it at the time, we never went into Iraq for WMD. That was the ruse. He actually believed he never understood the threat. He actually believed that, that the, they were hated us because they just never had a taste of freedom. They just didn't know anything about America. And if we just dedicated lives and treasure over in Iraq, took out Saddam Hussein, took, you know, tried to take out the Taliban and handed out candy to kids and built some schools that they would suddenly fall in love with us. How long had those hijackers been living in San Diego, been living around this country? They, they, uh, the, uh, do, do we not remember? That the Bin Laden family were big uh, contributors to Harvard, and actually George W. Bush hustled out Bin Laden family members out of the country so that they wouldn't uh, suffer any backlash from this. Yeah, that's not something that's main that's mainstream talked about, but it's definitely true. Absolutely. You look at the and and there's so much to think about about the impact of this story. The Democrats almost immediately began partnering with these Islamists because and let me tell you, Joe Biden today, how convenient of him today and purposeful of him today to say we can't talk about politics today. Oh, of course, because they don't want you to know or to remember or to be thinking about the fact that Islam is a political ideology. It is not a religion. It hides. It uses a religious component so we can use our religious freedoms against us in this country. So we're not going into mosques and routing out the terrorists. I'm old enough to remember when Barack Obama took the man who's uh, Han, Han, Philip Haney, who's no longer with us, removed him from an investigation of terrorist activities going on in mosques. And he believes that he could have stopped the terrorist attack in San Bernardino had he not been removed from that terrorist investigation that he was doing. Uh, I, you know, and, and, and let's also think about the fact that when did, what happened with Benghazi? That was on 9-11. There was chatter. The United States government knew that there were terrorist attacks planned. The people, the, the Americans that were placed over there in a gun running fast and furious of the Middle East scam to get, to get weapons in the hands of terrorists in Syria begged to be taken out of there. 400 requests. Americans were left to die there. They were told to stand down. Forgotten. They've been completely forgotten, considered bumps in the road. And 13 days after that attack, a president of the United States of America went to the United Nations and said, the future does not belong to those who would slander the prophet. The Democrats have partnered. There's a reason why Barack Obama brought the Muslim Brotherhood to the front row of a speech in Cairo. We clearly had forgotten about 9-11 when John McCain ran for office in 08. And nobody was allowed to ask any questions or even mention Barack Obama's Islamic indoctrination in his childhood. And why he would have the Muslim Brotherhood on the front row. We weren't allowed to mention it. Are you kidding me? Look where we're at today. Why? And I've been saying it since 9-11. The Democrats are partnering 
And Brigitte Gabriel will will be here to speak about this next. The Democrats are partnering with the Islamists because what do they have in common? And we can see what they have in common playing out in the country today. Marxism, communism, a centralized system of power with complete control over our lives. They are a very natural, perfect fit. And that's why Biden doesn't want anybody talking about the political end of it. That's why uh, we can't get the Muslim Brotherhood dedicated as, as a terrorist organization and beyond. That's why the Democrats defend Ilhan Omar and anti-Semitic Rashida Tlaib and others. And, and real quick listen. before break, something that you pointed out that I, I never really registered this until you pointed it out to me. And it's so true. The most important election as of right now is this election, but it should have been a lot more unified with the Republican Party way back when Obama ran yes. for president. And this none of this would have been ever happening. Exactly. We're going to take a break. We bring uh, come back. We're going to bring in the one and only Brigitte Gabriel from Act for America. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have you guys all here with me. I cannot imagine doing a show remembering 9-11 without my next guest, uh, Brigitte Gabriel. You all know who she is. She lit it up back when she the, she had some, quote, moderate Muslim come at her. I think it was at Heritage uh, Foundation. I think it might have been at Heritage years ago. And she just tore that. That woman took tail and, and, and skedaddled uh, with her hair on fire. Brigitte Gabriel is national security analyst, New York Times bestselling author. Her latest book is Rise, by the way, which you all need to read. And she is chairwoman for Act for America, which is the largest grassroots organization in the country with chapters everywhere. You need to get involved. Her organization has done so much to push for policy that keeps us safe. And she joins me now. Hello, wonderful, amazing. Brigitte Gabriel. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Oh, my gosh, Andrea. You keep talking like this. It'll go to my head. (laughs) (laughs) Next time I'm depressed, I'm calling you. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime. Um, I posted your video that you put out today. It was so spot on about how back 19 years ago. I've been tired for years, Brigitte, with this hashtag never forget because we have really forgotten. You can't tell me that America remembers when we have Ilhan Omar in Congress and we have, you know, the partnership that's going on with the Democrats and the Islamists, they're all fighting for the same thing in this country, um, which is a centralized system of power. But uh, you tell us what you think Americans need to know today about the threats that we face in in terms of Islamic terrorism and what's going on in the country. Well, just because we are distracted here in the United States with the war that has been declared on President Trump by our own people who are trying to destroy our country from within, it does not mean that the enemy outside forgot about us. As a matter of fact, the uh, Al-Qaeda right now is organizing in Africa. They have just found different territories to organize radical Islamists. They may, they may not be as an organized structure as they were with a figurehead like Osama bin Laden, but it does not 
not mean they disappeared. They're looking at us fighting amongst each other right now, destroying each other from within, and they are laughing. Mm -hmm. America is weaker today, but it's a different type of weak. Militarily, nobody can defeat us, especially under President Trump. As it, President Trump not only built the military, but he is uh, 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 keeping a watch over America, open eye protecting the country. Nobody would dare attack us under his leadership because they know they will be dealt with swiftly. Look what he did for ISIS. But what we are seeing right now, unfortunately, Andrea, is we are seeing the leftist and the Islamist coming together within our own nation, working together as one against those of us who love our country. And that's why you see the forces of the Council on American Islamic Relations and the ACLU and Black Lives Matter and Antifa and the uh, Islamic Council for North America uh, and uh, the American Islamic Trust and all of those organizations. You're seeing the left and the radical Islamists within our own country coming together against America. Yeah, I don't see any difference, uh, Brigitte, between uh, somebody taking down buildings with airplanes or whether they're burning down buildings with bombs or, you know, all the different means that Black Lives Matter and the, these anarchists are doing. And it's all done in it, it's and it's all done in the name of hatred for America. In 9-11, we united around love of country. Now they, they expect us to unite in an anti-American American is, is the evil empire message. And patriotism is evil now in this country that the, the the progress that they've made in this country to move us to move so many americans from love of country and patriotism now patriotism is is a is a racist and bigoted term they've made to, how do we get back to that well, that's the sad thing, because right after 9-11, we were united together as one. We were united around American identity. We were one against everybody else who wanted to hurt the country. We may not have agreed with each other on things. Actually, our disagreements became meaningless uh, within a day, immediately after the attack of 9-11. We came together, flags flew on almost every port and street corner. It seemed like patriotic bumper stickers plastered every car you'll be driving down the street every car either had a flag on it uh, had a flag on it had some bumper stickers on it if you walked around any mall park or public gathering no matter where you are you found yourself in a sea of t-shirts people wearing either the flag or patriotic slogans such as god bless america or never forget businesses business people and blue collar patriots alike want to work wearing fdny and nypd baseball caps today it's a different story. Today, if we are attacked, there is nothing holding the country together. If we are attacked from the outside, because the people who are attacking us from inside want the demise of America, the America that you and I and our listeners love, and they want to rebuild a different America. They want to bring America down to be on the level of the rest of the world. They want a socialist, Marxist country. We are in the middle of a Marxist revolution, and we are not safe today. And the sad reality is we're not safe, not because radical Islamic terrorists want to attack us. We are not safe because if you walk downtown or down the street mm-hmm. in our own community, we have our own fellow Americans who are called Antifa or Black Lives Matter terrorists who will attack us. They will 
attack children, they will shoot children, they will attack old ladies, all in the name of we are fighting a revolution in our country. That's the sad part. Yeah, it is. And I'm scratching my head why so many Americans are on board with this. But a lot of it has to do with the indoctrination that's been going on in our our schools uh, since 9-11. You know, we've got a whole we've got a whole generation of people that weren't taught anything about uh, that. We're basically taught that America is evil. Um, that all the all the issues in the world are because of America and that we're systemically racist and um, that if terrorists or or um, that we're Islamophobic. So if somebody does a terrorist attack, that it's um, our fault. And so, you know, and that capitalism and free markets and individual freedom, everything our country is based on is bad. And so, you know, when when you're raised to believe that, you know, uh, all these years in schools, that's why you got these 20 something year olds out there because they uh we we've got schools now that aren't even teaching anything at all about 9-11 and one of the things i've got my every friday i have an education contributor on and we uncovered youtube videos going back and i'm sure you know this from uh all the work that you've done but the islamist in this country their goal is to transform us into an islamic state and one of the avenues for which they want to do that is through the schools and you know we've got in san diego we 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 were on track to be the first sharia compliant school district in the nation. We've got Joe Biden going around saying we need to be, the problem is we're not teaching enough Islam in schools. And, you know, and, and that's really horrifying to me because, uh, you know, um, we, we're we never going to be able to get back on track reuniting around the America we love, first of all, until we, we get some more grip on the schools. Your thoughts exactly. on that? And you and I have talked about that for many, many years. Remember, mm-hmm. my organization, Act for America, launched our education expose, launched a report titled Education or Indoctrination back in 2012. Mm-hmm. And we distributed to 70,000 elected school board members, showing them what's happening in the schools and saying, what are you going to do about it? In my last book titled Rise, in my last book, I dedicate a whole chapter about uh, indoctrination. I call it Operation Indoctrination is the name of the chapter in the book Rise. And I talk about what's happening in our education system. Look, Andrea, if children grew up learning that their country was founded on racism, bigotry, oppression, and genocide, we cannot expect them to fight for the freedoms it gave to them. Add to this the fact that our current teenagers weren't even born yet mm-hmm. on September 11, 2001. And no one under the age of 21 has any first-hand recollection of the evil that was done to our nation. Mm-hmm. And all of a Humanity by radical Islam on that day. You know, George Orwell once said, he said, the most effective way to destroy people is to deny and obliterate their own understanding of their history. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what has happened to America. And uh, in, in my book, I talk about Howard Zinn's textbook, A People's oh. History of the United States, mm-hmm. which had a major impact on how history is taught in our schools today and has shaped the minds of many young Americans. And this this book sold over 2 million copies since it was published, and it is still required reading from high school to college. In mm-hmm. uh, this book, he even mentions in the classic, Holly, the classic Hollywood, um, this book is even mentioned in the classic Hollywood film Good Will Hunting by Matt Damon. Remember That's that right. Film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you right. Know? 
he calls it a real history book worth reading. Mm -hmm. The entire book is an attempt to prove that America is an evil empire based on white supremacy and the oppression and genocide of minorities. It mentions absolutely nothing of American exceptionalism. Mm -hmm. Zinn was open about the fact that his goal in writing the book was to start a, quote, quiet revolution, one that transforms society and leads to the eventual overthrow of American institutions of power from those who consume his poisonous propaganda and would then turn against their country. And Andrea, that's exactly what yes. we are seeing in our country yes. today. Uh, in, the, in the few moments we have remaining, one of the things that's not often talked about as well in um, what's happening with the Democrats, Black Lives Matter movement, and is, it is the trademark of Islamic terrorism, is the anti-Semitism. And uh, we've now had the second uh, um, a peace deal that President Trump has struck, uh, first with the United Arab Emirates and then today with Bahrain um, on behalf of Israel. Uh, he's not going to get any credit for that. Um, and I don't expect him to, but I, I'm disappointed that more people besides you uh, is talking about the anti-Semitism going on, but uh, that is compatible between Islam and what's happening in Black Lives Matter. Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, what President, Don- what President Donald Trump has done is historic. Andrea, in 25 years, this is the first time in 25 years that we have even moved an inch towards peace. And not only moved an inch, actually signed a peace deal between Bahrain and Israel, between United Arab Emirates and Israel. And now we are hearing that Kuwait is the next country to, uh, to sign a peace treaty with Israel. Oman is after that. He is literally building a wave of Sunni Arab countries who are coming together and signing a peace treaty with Israel. Once these countries come on board, I mean, we already, you're going to see Saudi Arabia come on board as well. Once that happens, they will isolate the Palestinian terrorists, Iran, Syria, Turkey, and all those thugs. Those are the axes of evil and terrorism in the Middle East, and they're going to be isolated. What he has done is so unbelievably historic. He's changing the, the geopolitical geography of the Middle East with the peace deal that he's doing, and he deserves the Nobel Prize for what he is doing. But again, nobody's talking about it because it makes the president look good. And yeah. right now, why would they want to talk about it? Because the Islamists and the media are working together. Uh, in my book, Rise, I have a section titled the, the Leftist Islamist Coalition, and right now you are seeing the rise of radical Islamic terrorism because you have people like Lynn Linda Sarsour, for example, remember, she was the co-chair of the Women's March. She's a community organizer. She's advisor, for goodness sake, for Bernie Sanders, you know, when he was running. So you have these radicalists who are so infiltrated into the Democratic Party and so intertwined with it. And you wonder where the anti-Semitism is coming from. Yes. Everybody needs to read your book, Rise. And yes, if they do. They need to read my book, Rise, and they need to go to our website, actforamerica.org, actforamerica.org. Sign up to get our emails and action alerts. Sign up as an activist. Sign up to start a group in your community. We're starting groups nationwide, and we want people who love our country to come together and to stand up and network in their community and meet other people in their community. We'll connect you to other patriots in your community. Join us. Go to Act 
Afroamerica.org and start a group and you need to read my book live. Yes. Brigitte Gabriel, thank you so much for all you do for our freedoms and for your, your hard, tireless efforts on behalf of our country. God bless you. Thank you, my friend. Have a good evening. You too. Bye-bye now. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned because we got Bob Walters coming up next. Don't go away. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. It's Friday, so you all know what that means. My buddy Bob Walters is here. Hello, Bob. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Welcome to be here. Thank you. All righty. So what you got for us? Are we starting off with some good news? Is that what I heard? We more good news, Bob. Come on. <laughs> All right. We'll start with the good news first. Okay. <clears throat> and, I, I, and this is kind of to salute Trump for some of the things he's been doing. He has made an edict this past week to cut off school funding from the federal government. Any school that teaches six, the 1619 uh, theory of, of history that... Uh, really says that America with the pilgrims began as a hateful slave-owning society and that hate has been from the first time a white person landed in America. And that's just not true. But anyway, uh, but he's cutting off aid to any school that does that and doesn't teach an honest history of the nation as it should be. Excellent. That's a good step. Yes. He also is cutting off aid to colleges that don't permit free speech and who demonstrate against Christian or Jewish clubs and events. And that's true of a lot of colleges. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, if you're Black Lives Matter, if you're any, you know, uh, part of the, you know, uh, anti-American crowd, you can all get together and do whatever you want without masks and without six-foot distancing, by the way. But if you're a Christian group of kids, and then you can forget uh, about yeah. it. Then it's okay if it's they, bad. you know, deny you and, and uh, pummel you with cement milkshakes. Well, and, and I think in the future here, in the next, if he gets reelected, he will take action to have the money for schooling given to the parents, uh, $13,000, $15,000 a semester for each of the kids, for them to decide what school they want to go to, the public school run by the unions or private school or charter school. I think that's coming. Good, because you know what? It's their money. We you, we taxpayers, if you pay a state and local taxes, and especially property taxes, it's our money. See, the the people are shocked by this kind of this kind of idea, Bob, because it's like these these liberals think think that. And Keith Ellison said it, uh, Mister Guy who was sworn in on the Quran said, "Oh, we don't have a we don't have a problem with money in this country. There, we you know we can go take anybody's money at any time. That's our money. That's their mindset." I agree. Mm-hmm. And you got uh, Mass Resistance, which is a local uh, group that uh, really is very active, uh, pressured the local middle school to remove offensive anti-police BL- Black Lives Matter propaganda at Madrona, Madrona Middle School in Torrance. It's, it's, now that's about the 40th school where they've taken effective action by standing up, confronting the administrators, and they had the Black Lives Matter uh, historical perspective removed from the school that's, that's uh, see we you we don't have to lay down and take it you know what we need to do this no. is an example of activism and going because the left has made the progress that they've made that i was just talking to brigitte gabriel about it in part because conservatives i mean we, we don't sit we don't sit around thinking about how we can go out there and control the universe and control our government and control people 
You know, we're busy doing our jobs and raising kids. Um, but the left is pushing all day, every day and in, in, um, in a bully fashion. And we got to stand up to it. And, you know, and isn't it also a, a lesson that the old school thing of you punch a bully back and they back down? So this is a good example of a win in that, in that, uh, regard. I agree. Plus, uh, he's he's the attorney general's office is getting ready to file suit against Yale University uh, for their action that they've been doing to restrict the number of black or excuse me, the white and Asian students in, in, in deference to the minority students. It just it's unfair discrimination. It's not being treating everybody equal. And so they they are taking a, an aggressive stand. And actually draw a line on the sand. That's I love good it. news. Yeah. Yep. All right. Now give me the bad. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, one thing that, that I did some research on, the you, you were right with the earlier comments. The incident of the 9-11 is not being taught to kids today. It's uh, basically removed from the curriculum. And the, the reason they give two or three of the school districts that, that I've researched is they just they don't want to injure the kids, make them feel uncomfortable, or it might make some students feel othered. But the fact is that the United States was attacked by terrorists in one of the darkest days of our histories, quote, quote unquote. Do we not and teach? That, well, let me that ask. That is not being taught to the kids because the teachers are afraid to teach them this. I don't know why. Uh, well, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, are we teaching about Pearl Harbor? You know, they don't. They don't, because I was going to say, well, I mean, surely then they wouldn't be teaching about uh, the Japanese attacking us because it might offend some Asian student class. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think that they've pretty much wiped out any history that shows America as victims. It shows America as good guys, and it's all instead it's all about how can they how can they convince young minds that you know America is evil and bad and the cause of all the harm in the world. But you know, in terms of making anybody uncomfortable, they don't care if they make uh, eight year olds or twelve year olds uncomfortable with their sex talking class and their pornographic. Um, sexual education and going around and trying to convince little girls that they really want to be boys. They don't seem to give a I crap know. about it, Pathetic. about how they make kids uncomfortable in that regard. <laughs> then you got the expansion, you were talking about the, the Muslim and its influence in our society. Yeah. The Connecticut school districts have ruled that schools will now be required to honor two of Islam's holiest days, and they will teach the white students, Christian students in the school, how to do the prayer on their knees down in the rug. This is amazing when you think about it, because these same schools do not allow kids. They don't want crosses worn on the, around their neck. They don't want anything to do about uh, a prayer. Or wow. Potato Skins is about to lose his mind. I mean, he, his boys would not be allowed to get down on their knees and give prayer on a rug, would they, Potato Skins, if that was your kids in school? Oh, I'd walk into the school myself and yank them out. There's no way on, as long as I'm standing, that'll, that would ever happen. Well, let me tell you, if it's happening in Connecticut, Bob, we can expect that that's going to start happening across the country, yes? I know. I'm afraid that's uh, kind of where the drift is going, and, yeah, unless we do more about it. And I think the the effect of the election coming up will be magnificent in terms of saying, are we turning, going to the socialist direction, or are we going to finally have Trump with enough power where he can make these effective changes and stop this drift that's going on in the country? Well, that's why it's important that you come on here and make people aware of what's going on. 
because if you're yeah. not doing the because I'm not seeing it or hearing it on any other media, they're not really you get a you get the occasional oh look at what Dopey Harvard's doing or whatever, but just like consistently making people aware of what's happening in our schools at all ages, nobody is doing that. No, it's just uh, it's kind of sad. But is, anyway, is there the more? Battle goes on. And uh, something else that came up, and of course it's been expanding in more and more of the universities around the country. Um, they're beginning to push more and more for segregated housing and student centers on the college campuses for blacks to have their own uh, segregated housing. It's just like so much for me? unity and equality. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're talking Alabama or something. Back yeah, it's segregation. Years ago. It's segregation. Why? Why? Because these black students. I mean, is this how far they've gone? You know, you've got Kasich and others saying that oh, Biden's the one to unite us. This is about extreme division. They, they, the left has done so much to foster hate among people that now you've got college kids that say basically they don't want to be around a white person. I know. It's That's just, horrifying. Uh, Talk really about regression. Pathetic. Yeah. As a country. And, and then uh, two days ago, another gang of Harvard Law students, third time this has happened, beat up what they considered to be an oppressive, privileged white kid that they uh, didn't think should be walking around the school campus late at night. Wow. It's, it wasn't in the media. I got a No, I hadn't heard about it. Report. Now, stuff like that doesn't gather the, the media's attention because it doesn't feed their agenda. No, or what it would do is if it was white, a gang of white kids beating up a black student, that would be all over the news and it'd be white kids beat up black kids. When it's, oh, yeah. you know, and I even see Fox do this. They had a video the other day of some black kid on a bike punching an old white lady and being chased down by firefighters. They did not once did they mention the skin color. And, you know, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it if it wasn't happening on the reverse. Right. No, I agree, but it's uh, it's just how bad things are drifting in the wrong direction. The other thing that, that I think needs to be reiterated, the schools across the country are adjusting their curriculum to be more inclusive and to satisfy the demands of the Black Lives Matter movement. It's really taking hold, and uh, it's got to be stemmed and stopped and redirected. It should be fair and equal education for everyone, mm-hmm. not just special attention to the blacks. Uh, even Martin Luther King says, don't judge people by their skin color, by their the tone or actions of their life. Well, everything about this says this is not a movement about equality. This is a movement for superiority, for control and submission against others, which is ultimately about the Marxist, because that's what Marxism is about. It's about control. And this is a this is a political movement and how they can gain control of our society through division. And it's incredibly toxic. And most people that I know who, you know, oh, I support black lives. Lives Matter have no idea what the movement's all about. They actually think it just means about equality and not hating black people. And they, don't be naive, you know. Just no, it's, uh, you know, it's 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 insidious. I, I got it. I don't know if you uh, saw that uh, the teams got booed last night. The NFL teams got booed for their little their little show yeah, of unity. I, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> wait till they wait till they try to fill the audience up with uh, two hundred dollars seats. Well, I, I think. Well, I think it tells me that in most Americans. Americans, when they're when they're paying attention, don't support this nonsense, you know, so it's like, wake up, America, listen to what's being taught to your kids in schools, pay attention to what is actually movements are about. Don't get sucked in from some emotional nonsense.
nonsense that can that that, can, that sounds good on a bumper sticker because you know it's never about that. The left is always about how they can gain some ground uh, to push us into their Marxist society. It's not about caring about any individual group. Final thoughts, Bob Walters. Yeah, well, you've got uh, the Michigan superintendent that ripped an anti-Trump quiz teacher who gave students, that was good news, actually, uh, test and direction that <laughs> that basically asked the students, tell me what's, what's bad about going on in this country, and it's got to include uh, our president. Yeah, I, I, question, I, yeah, I think your notes say one question and ask, who does Trump hate, blacks, browns, women, or all of the above? And they were demanded to answer all of the above. Yeah, that yeah. was the right answer. Good grief. Anyway, that's been stopped. So that's well. That's well. Yeah, that's, uh, that's good. good. We're ending on a high note. We're ending on another good news story, Bob <laughs> Walters. Yeah, just keep doing the battle. Yes. Well, thank you for um, making people aware of what's happening, and and you've basically shown us a cross section of across the country at all levels of what's going on in uh, Wake Up America. Thank you, Bob Walters. And Bob, yeah, thanks for all you're doing. Thank you, you honey. Bob, Bob's book is Facing Reality in American Education. Now, we come back. We're going to end it with Hear of the Week and Stink of the Week. So, Skins, you better have yours ready to go. I think I know your stink. Oh, you're going to be surprised. <laughs> okay. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, my hero of the week is our first responders. You can't on 9-11... Uh, think about remember 9-11 without remembering the heroes who literally and there were many non-law enforcement non-first responder heroes on that day of course um, but when when people get sworn in as police departments um, fire departments and, and beyond they're literally willing and, and they and it has proved on 9-11 that they will go into those buildings that are about to come down and, and these are the same people that the left want to defund right now so think about that today. Don't be hashtag and never forget if you support defund the police and you support calling every police department a bunch of racist pigs. Um, my um, follow my runner up for hero of the week is the fans who booed at the NFL game of which, you know, some of the people are like, oh, we just don't understand why y'all are banning unity, booing unity. No, they're booing the politicization of sports. That's what they're booing, okay, because they know that you're hijacking what's supposed to be, and particularly hijacking a moment of what was always unity in the past in order to divide. Uh, My stink of the week is Netflix for their movie that sexualizes children. It's absolutely pornographic. It's disgusting. And it's just a part of this leftist movement to normalize pedophilia and the sexualizing of children in this con- this country. And um, the movement is on to cancel Netflix and p- cancel your subscription. I don't know that that will happen, but they are disgusting. Uh, yours? Uh, my hero of the, of the week is just like yours. I, I mean, if it's not for the first responders, the police, the firefighters, the paramedics, they're not just the last line. They are the first line of defense in this country on 9-11 and every other day. And to defund them, to say that they don't go out of their way each and every day and put their own lives on the line, uh, it, it just blows my mind how clueless people can be. So they're all of them my hero of the week. There is no runner up. Uh, My stink of the week is actually anybody, anybody 
that has truly forgotten the importance of 9-11 and does not call it for what it is, an attack upon America that was perpetrated on this country by extremists, terrorist extremists that want to see this country fall. And if you don't get that, you really need to do a mirror check because that is what is at stake here for continuing to have the freedoms that we have each and every day. That's absolutely right. And Brigitte Gabriel nailed it, as always. You know, this this threat has not gone away. On the fifth anniversary of 9-11, when I was back in D.C., Dr. Ahmed, who was a professor at American University, a Muslim and a former ambassador from Pakistan, said the terrorists are in a war against Western civilization. He said, don't you people get it? Don't you think at all? He said, you think that because it's a bomb that goes off in the underground in London or or a nightclub in Bali, it doesn't have anything to do with you. And and w- that the Islamic terrorists, as well as Black Lives Matter, are in a war against Western civilization. And that's really the, the choice that we have in November. Do you want to be controlled and have Black Lives Matter and the Islamists and what they want for this country? Or do you want America as you've known it? That's the choice that we face. Hey, we'll, we'll see you Monday night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Peace out, Trump 2020.